Everyday Superhumans, the podcast where we chat with ordinary people doing extraordinary things. I'm Caroline. And I'm Kyle. Hi. Hey, happy anniversary. Woohoo! One year of Everyday One Superhumans. Year down. And I cannot believe that I did this thing for a year. And we're in two different cities, too. And we kept it alive. Yeah. Like we we weren't in the same city yeah. for about two months. Yeah, for about two months. We were, we were still releasing episodes. We were, like, we were in separate cities. We powered through it. Yeah. And then we had like that quick break over the summer as we got new content here in Austin. But bam, yeah. we've been consistent since then. Because once you really believe in something, mm-hmm. you treasure it. Yes. And that's what all of our everyday superhumans feel the same way mm-hmm. as us. Passion's contagious. And we just like to be the, uh, what do they call them, disease vectors for passion? Yeah, we're the <laughs> catalyst. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, uh, you want to talk about catalyst? Uh, our uh, guest today, Austin Carey Reuse. They provide material for um, artists they could use as like their own inspirational catalyst. She is a catalyst for the community, yeah. too. I mean, she helps not only artists, but teachers and with she, their supplies. And her name is Rebecca Stutch. She is the founder and director of the Austin Carver Use Project. And imagine how much money teachers spend on supplies every year. Mm, and it's yeah. a great way for teachers to get supplies and just for people to come in and use their mind in a creative manner. Mm-hmm. And uh, how they do it is they get donations from the public and forms of like old things you don't want, kind of like what you do with like, Goodwill. But instead of like selling it to the next person that walks into the store, they sell it to an artist. And I guess it's also the next person that walks into the store, but they sell it with the intent of creative reuse. It's in their name after all. Mm-hmm. Like we saw on the way into the store, they had like a open sign that was like made out of like an old like Mac PC. Yeah, I mean, they had signs, too, within the store that were old political signs, but they turned it over to, say, open or whatever, yeah. like, volunteer section. Yeah, and I think that, like all their boxes in the store were also made from things that they got from old junk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the it's the epitome of every man's trash is, a, is another man's treasure. Yeah, so let's, I say we hop on over to the treasure, learn more about it. My name is Rebecca Stutch, and I am the founder and board president of Austin Creative Reuse. Austin Creative Reuse's mission is to foster conservation and reuse through creativity, education, and community building. And reuse would be defined as? Sure. Reuse is, if you think about the cycle of reduce, reuse, recycle, to reuse means you're taking something and instead of breaking it, so in recycling, you break it down mm-hmm. to another, to a more granular and maybe then make something from that. whether it's like taking wood and pulverizing it, new um, wood boards from it. With reuse, you're taking something in its state and while you may cut it or bend it, you're still keeping its original form. So for example, taking a cat litter plastic tub and cutting the top off to use as a trash can Mm -hmm. or using a coffee can to store things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, So so we're in the volunteer center, right? So this is like where you actually like reformat everything to I, everything in the center is donated from either a business or an individual and those from the first things we do is weigh those items that's one of our measurements to see how, um, what our impact is once we weigh it we start sorting and that's the area we're in where we sort and to go in different sections or some things we get donated need to be tested to make sure they work or mm-hmm. that there's enough the pens aren't dried out or the paint isn't too dried out yeah I saw like on the way here like you had like your open sign is like, like an old iPad that you, it looks, is that what it was? It looks like an iPad. 
Yeah, it's uh, they chalk chalkboarded the screen and it says welcome. Yeah, I thought that was a really cute oh. idea. Yeah. And also, I guess we're reusing a kids table right now. Yeah, for we're on a miniature step. kids table right now. It's pretty adorable. Yeah, I've never heard of upcycling too. I've heard of recycling, but then I had to look up upcycling. Yeah, there's a lot. So a lot of different words. Yeah, upcycling that usually then means you're might be something like taking up plastic spoons and turning it into a beautiful chandelier. Um, so uh, something maybe that doesn't necessarily isn't its original state doesn't have as much value as when you put it together is when mm-hmm. we look at it. Reusing too for a lot of the things here in the center, it's also just using it for either its original purpose or that it, you know, if you bought construction paper, you know, we have to buy everything in these big, huge boxes and containers and maybe you just needed two sheets of something mm-hmm. so you didn't use the whole stack and again some things can be recycled which is great but if you don't need it we can bring it here and someone else who may need construction paper can get that mm-hmm. so the idea of passing it along is it price too the intent along with the organization is to prevent things from going to the landfill as well as providing affordable materials for creative repurposing reuse particularly when you're an artist it can to go do some art it can take a lot of money because mm-hmm. the buying the materials to start yeah. something or a lot of art you know the idea is you have to practice and continually reframe how you're working on things so everything in here is very very inexpensive uh, we have one of the best pieces is our buy the bucket area which is a big five gallon bucket for five dollars oh. so, so it's kind of like uh, you provide not only are you reusing everything but you're also providing a lower barrier of entry for art for yes, artists, yeah. Yes. It's actually really good because, yeah, most things like, even like podcasting for us, for example, it's a form of art, I guess, in a way, and it costs us about $200, about $200 worth of equipment before we even started, which that means, yeah, budget and plan that I had. Meanwhile, though, like, I never did any like, kind of like painting or like sketching kind of art before, but I assume that's not cheap sometimes. Yes, yeah. Yep. And this is the first place in Austin. Right. Yeah. There's lots. There's different different thrift stores or workshop spaces, but this uh, a nonprofit center just solely focused on this. It's the um, first in Austin. There are um, centers like this though throughout the U.S. Um, some have been around for thirty or forty years. Austin Creative Abuse is specifically modeled after an organization in Durham, North Carolina, it's called okay. the Scrap Exchange, which was founded. I think, I think it's probably 35 years now um, from someone actually from Australia cool. huh. who had run a, been okay. involved in an organization there. That's funny because actually when I saw your uh, website, I was like, this is the most Austin-y charity I've seen <laughs> ever because like, it's artsy and it's also recycling, it's community-based. Like that's, uh, I'm surprised. I, I thought that this was like the first one in the States. Yeah, no. And, and that's why, so that's actually how I got um, started. Uh, like seven years ago, I was kind of looking around and what, I moved here from Raleigh, North Carolina, and I had been involved in art organizations there, and I knew about Scrap Exchange. Um, however, when I moved to Austin, I got involved in some other types of um, nonprofits. I've always enjoyed volunteering in the community and believe we should volunteer. But it's, at one point, I kind of was like, wow, there's not a Scrap Exchange in mm-hmm. Austin. And we're art-focused, we're creatives, we're really involved in the environment, we're really community-based, we're really collaborative. Mm-hmm. So th- we need one. And, and I always just think Austin does, but I, I think every every city should have something like this. Completely agree. I lived in uh, Lubbock for four years, and there's no recycling there at all, and I felt oh. really guilty throwing away everything. Yeah, I I think that we need more centers like this around the area. I understand that you're part of the uh, Austin's like 
no landfill initiative or something like that right now like that they're trying to do like all right by 2040 they want to get rid of like all landfill or like 90 percent of all landfill trash how are you working with them with that sure the city of austin passed a zero waste bill a few years ago and part of what we're doing in with the education about reuse is how much of an impact reuse can have on on what you're sending to the trash again recycling is great composting is awesome but just that reminder of hey don't just automatically throw this away um and with that the we can reduce what's going to the landfill. We actually, as a, our business, we are a platinum level in the Austin Green Business um, Leaders Group. Uh, what, does and that, what does platinum mean? It uh, means that we have a lot of initiatives in, in our organization to be sustainable. Things like we recycle as much as possible. We weigh our trash, so we know how much is actually going out um, each month. We So, for example, we bring in around um, 6,000 pounds of materials a month, and we pr- send about 20 pounds of trash out a month. So, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. You know, all of our signs. Probably the, the two things that we kind of, we have some tape we buy to help with some materials, but just about everything else we try to um, use anything that's been donated or we search out to work with others to to find things that we need. Once you started the business, or once you thought of the idea, how did you start the business? Because it's it's hard to be like, oh, I have this marvelous idea. Now I need people behind it yeah. and a space and a team and volunteers. So for me, it's just talking with people like um, and not being afraid to ever share your ideas. I know sometimes I'd be like, oh, someone might steal this. And I'm like, no, this is it's all about bringing the community together. It's about us working together. So everybody I talked to, I would bring up the idea and then people would be like, oh, hey, my friend, she's mm. been interested in that or he's been interested mm. in that. And slowly we started meeting um, and just talking about it and say, hey, this is what I think. This is what I know about it. And slowly um, started going from there, slowly raising money. Uh, I think that's it is one of the biggest challenges. There's not really grants or corporations don't want to pay just give you money to pay your lease and utilities Uh, so slowly built it up but that's but the idea then when we also opened um, we had enough people who knew about us that we've Uh, been generating regular uh, traffic and worked out that way and Mm -hmm. you're doing this full-time now right as a director we were all volunteer based up until june of this year and uh, we've now hired six um, part-time staff members for the organization so no i'm i'm actually i'm a volunteer for the organization we um, (laughs) don't have an executive director yet Uh, we hope to hire one in um, the coming year I ask this question a lot to a lot of our guests who's like, they're super like go-getters, but how do you sleep then if you're doing this full-time as a volunteer and also you're working a job? Three years ago, I did, I quit the job that I was at and I downsized. I rented out my house. I moved in with a friend and I do some consulting work on the side. Okay. Follow your heart. You know Mm -hmm. what you want to do. And when you make a leap, Things show up, things that you need, um, people that you need, um, the support that you need. I'm also just a over and over confirmed believer and small steps. So mm-hmm. what can you get done and being really realistic about it um, mm-hmm. and in all parts of your life. When you start doing that, it's been neat to see then someone will show up and be like, hey, uh, we, I could do this for you. And you're like, yes, I needed that done. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. uh, it's taken me a while to get there, but it's the way that I stay sane. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> because every the world is, there's so many opportunities, there's so many options, and it's really easy to get distracted. So the more you can oh, yeah, focus sure. and mm-hmm. it's for sure it could happen. 
what's like the most interesting or coolest thing that you've seen? Uh, the stuff that's gone through this shop been reused as like have you seen any? Have you like looked at something like I never thought about using it that way before, but somebody else that came through uh, has done it that way. Wow, um, it happens every day, so it's hard to pick out my favorites. <laughs> yeah, I think any some recent of the, examples. Then? <laughs> well, some of the things that we uh, one example right away, just even from our center, is the corrugated plastic signs that you see everywhere. This could be political signs yeah, right now. We're looking at a uh, mattress sale oh, fundraising yeah. sign. Yeah. They're great stock material. They're not recyclable. And so what we did is we cut them up and turned them into boxes. So oh, a lot of our boxes oh, cool. that are um, holding the materials in our um, center are made from that. Again, another thing, everybody wants to organize all their stuff and put things in containers. And instead of going and buying them, there's, there's so many great materials around that you can make a box in a container mm-hmm. from the two feet wide costume feet of a bear or some sort of monster up front and somebody had talked they were going to turn that into a table. Oh, oh wow. Nice. Cool. That's cool. I, this would be a good place for a Halloween costume too oh, yeah. as well. Yes. Do you get busier yeah. around... Halloween or the holidays? So we, that we're waiting to see what will happen. Um, you know, last year, while we were open last year, we were, we called it a soft launch because we opened up sections of the center and then had our grand opening in February. So this is really our first holiday season of being open. Um, and we, we had great traffic. It's been just, again, it keeps building and we're really excited about all of that. And there's saying like 5,000 volunteers are going to your website. Is that correct? It's so like 5,000 on there. That might have been number of hours. Oh, maybe, maybe? it's hours. Maybe yeah. that's it's like, hours. wow. That's, <laughs> like, that's a lot. I was like, hmm. yeah, maybe that's what it was, 5,000 hours. That would be a lot to control. Yeah. We, we have probably about 10 core volunteers that okay. are working in the center every week. And then one of the best things we have is on Tuesday night, we have what we call Planned Volunteer Activity Night, which is a drop-in. And really anyone of any age can attend. And those are activities are just very directed and almost everybody's kind of doing the same thing so it's easy so what to does a volunteer volunteer. here do other than like organizing the store what else sort of yeah. volunteer do sorting um, looking through things and making sure it is something that we uh, accept for the center sometimes we get we get so many great donations at this times people put things in that that's not um, something we we uh, want to put in the center so bedding is mm. an example clothing uh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah well and just that there's other resources there's other better places for that so other thrift stores that focus in on clothing or mm. like we take books but we want books that have great pictures in them or maybe mm. they're specifically yeah. about arts or crafting or making so if it's a um, general paperback you know fictional book mm. we that mm-hmm. better going to another place did you like offer any kind of like art classes or stuff like that here or we, that's what I was just no. about to ask <laughs> <laughs> we, um, we started off actually that was one of the things we did over the last few years was we did craft nights, a lot of them mm-hmm. at the libraries um, once a month. We stopped that for a little bit just because we had to focus on the center. One Tuesday night a month, we do a craft night now, and okay. we just um, received a grant from the city of Austin to run a workshop program. So we're running um, workshops again about once once a month. We're featuring we're having local Austin artists come in, mm-hmm. um, talk about their work, what the, kind of the what they use in their work, and then um, create something um, with that artist or in the workshop. That's, yeah, that's, that's what I saw on the website. It looked really cool. Yeah. yeah I wanted to go to that. 
like one thing that I noticed about stuff like this is like, say, if you get a Goodwill, you get a Goodwill because you want to buy a table. You get a Goodwill because you need to get a jacket or something like that. When people like walk into reuse stores or resale stores, I think I need to get this specific thing. I guess the artist though coming in kind of shows like, hey, look at this, uh, these bare feet or whatever. Let's turn this mm-hmm. into a table. Like it's all these, think that way. It's kind of hard to think outside the box sometimes. All the material is a canvas, basically. You walk in and the store yes. is a canvas. Yes, get inspired by what's here. So do you see yourself more as like an art store in that case then, an arts and craft store versus like reselling? It's it's both. Whichever mindset they came in with, they it shifts and they can see that other way. We do have people who, yeah, specifically they're like, okay, I need post-it notes mm. and you know this or that, and they come here now to check for it. But we also have people who are going, okay, I think I need something that does this. And instead of looking for something very specific, instead of maybe a picture frame, mm-hmm. they maybe they'll come in here and look for something that could be turned into a picture frame mm-hmm. yeah yeah but there's plenty of things you could do like anything like with like wood or plastic on it mm-hmm. and like straight ed- edges you could easily turn into a picture frame yes i've had yeah. a lot of teachers come in here oh yeah, yeah. That's, true. that's one of our other um part of our mission is to uh support um teachers we believe that teachers sh- should not have to pay for materials in their mm-hmm. classroom and we also want to help them reduce the time that they spend looking for materials mm-hmm. Just our, like I mentioned, our by the bucket area is a great way for teachers mm-hmm. to come in and they can find 50 or 60 of the same item oh, that they'll be thanks. able to bring to their classroom. My roommate's um, a teacher. I should talk to him about it. He teaches mm-hmm. math, though, so probably. Well, it depends on the level, but it's uh, science, math, physical science, I guess, too, because the putting in tinkering labs into schools or hmm. maybe if you do experiments, we also we do have rulers and protractors and all that kind of stuff. So um, I did uh, engineering classes back in high school. And then if you want to talk like in terms of reuse, one of our first projects is to do a cardboard chair. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Do you yes. do stuff like that? There? Like, do people like make stuff like a cardboard, like cardboard tables, cardboard? I have not, no one's brought in something specific for that, like that, mm-hmm. but that I, there are, we always encourage people to share their pictures with us mm-hmm. of things that they've made and um, continually uh, oh, yeah. fostering that. One piece that's though, something that did come in is from art perspective is, uh, there's a, an artist in town, um, Calder, who uh, she just made these beautiful animal figurines out of plastic bags. Cool. So she twisted it up kind of like um, huh. yarn and glued them all together. It's beautiful. Oh, nice. That's cool. Or also uh, by the... Uh, our welcome sign computer up front uh, we have another local artist and he took broken chairs and put three of them together and put plank wood planks down mm-hmm. so now it's a bench oh nice yeah <laughs> one of the UT professors recently he said he had his first student who had never picked up a hammer oh so <laughs> it's like these, <laughs> the, uh, we've there's kind of was a, I think a lull in making and creating and so mm-hmm. taking sometimes maybe to the, the technical how much the technical world has also gone into digital and mm-hmm. so how do we get back to touching and making yeah, it's all, hand, just all, yeah. all handmade it's just uh technology is great and i work in the tech field but sometimes i'm like whoa i don't know what to do with my hands unless i'm in front of a computer i can do i can make something pretty but if it's a canvas my mind would be more opened you should uh, subscribe to Maker Magazine then. They have an entire I magazine should. for it. Yeah, I've actually listened to it, but I haven't really gotten that serious into it yet because I, know, I grew up with Boy Scouts. I did like, a lot of hand stuff growing up. But for some reason, I moved into like, more like, typing lately. I think it just comes with my profession. Mm-hmm. Do my work as an engineer all the time. We're all stuck at computers. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, so what's the uh, future for Austin Career for Use? Yeah. 
It's been so wonderful for the um, number of people, the, our, the volunteers, the people coming in, the, our, new, our staff members, our, the people coming in to shop and sp- helping us spread the word, people that are donating. Uh, we love our space. At the same time, um, this was one of our, our first step. It, the, we would like to, the other centers um, around the world are 15 to 20 times the size of this. So we're kind of, you know, we're in a narrow kind of traditional small shop space. Mm -hmm. And if you were to think of a, many of the other like larger thrift stores or department stores, we want to move to something that size. It'll take us a little time to get Mm -hmm. there. But when we do, we'll be able to expand uh, what we're able to take in and um, have on hand. We're sometimes very limited by by our space right now for that. We also want to, so our our workshops, um, well, we can do some things in our backspace for the, the workshops coming up. We're actually go, we're having them in another um, location here in the link. So we'd like to have a bigger workshop space. We'd mm-hmm. like to have a gallery space because, again, all this, all the different work that we just talked about, how, do, um, how are people using things, showing everybody that kind of range of what reuse can look like. And also the other is... Uh, working with people with a tool lending library of some kind, whatever that ends up being, whether it's stuff you can check out and take home, or maybe we can expand, if we have a larger workshop space that we can have tools people can come use. And But there's also a lot, that we're interested in working with other organizations to make that happen so we can, it can be around the city too mm-hmm. right yeah. now where, where well, um, I know a it's going to A lot of the nonprofits feel like their number one need is more space. Yeah. Everyone that we talk to thing. is they just need more space. Yeah. It's growing so much and it's great, but they need more space. Even yes. uh, Austin Pets Alive, they have like a huge building and even then like they still need more space. Mm-hmm. They can never have enough space, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we're also, you know, one of these... Um, my, one of my observations is too that we didn't necessarily as a city again have a lot of manufacturing so we don't have mm-hmm. these big huge warehouses that mm-hmm. maybe other cities have used to turn mm-hmm. into um, yeah, right. communities to support or locations to support nonprofits uh, and so we kind of moved more to the periphery but mm-hmm. and then the the cost of living here has, <laughs> yes. has impacted increased yeah. it's like a California lot. levels mm-hmm. here or something like that. it's just ridiculously expensive any like uh, grants or donations from like any big companies like Home Depot in this case or are you still working in that area another need that we have is um, always is volunteers and so whether that's board members committee members and volunteers in the center uh, you know as we have uh, these great ideas having people to help make them happen mm-hmm. being able to go to other organizations and talk with them about how to work together we need people to help do that too so you're looking for more volunteers how can somebody come and become a volunteer here do you just like walk into the door and say I want put in like three hours a day and go get my lunch or what do you do? Um, the best way is to, uh, we have several different options. One is um, again, like I talked about the volunteer planned activity night on Tuesday. That's a good mm-hmm. way to kind of get to know us and mm-hmm. make sure that you do want to volunteer with us. Then we have a volunteer process for working in the center. It's just, it, we want to make sure that people are ready to commit to being here consistently. Mm-hmm. And cause it does take a little time to know how to sort where things go, things like that. And but we have and we have a lot of fun doing all of that. So it's always um, you meet new friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have another little community you can be a part of. And finally, it's where we have different committees. Um, we're also always looking for people to create new committees for us. So that's simply by emailing um, our info at austincreativeuse.org um, to talk with one of us about that. You'd be a part of your social media committee. <laughs> we do some yeah, social media work. We do. Yeah, we do some <laughs> social media work. Plug in. <laughs> do you all have an Instagram? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're on Instagram. 
podcast. We're on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. Oh, LinkedIn too? Pinterest. I didn't even think about LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For us, for the idea of, again, a lot of people who want to volunteer, um, mm-hmm. whether on boards or committees, mm-hmm. that's a, um, a target for us. We have a lot of great volunteers helping to um, manage those channels. Uh, we're on Meetup. Uh, that oh, helps okay. to share our uh, volunteer planned activity nights. We're also on uh, Give Pulse. Uh, so we have What's a lot that? of. Um, it's a volunteer portal, um, okay. and particularly the uh, UT and some of the other universities around. They'll um, find volunteer activities through mm-hmm. that. So uh, we do posting there. We also um, usually work with United Way on their um, Fall Day of Caring and Spring Day of Caring. So we go through their portal for that okay i guess like during this time of the year though with everybody being in the giving mood though it's a great time to do yeah, fundraising maybe people you may see an influx of items probably after christmas yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't want this yeah. <laughs> gosh mom you gave me this like amazing thing don't want it or, they, they or here's the, the box don't want, <laughs> like, i just care about what's in the box not yeah. the actual box my grandmother gave me the same book three times once so like i guess people like get redundant redundant yeah. gifts like that too yeah. well for us to one reminder for um, some great reasons to visit the center is we have all so many awesome materials to wrap gifts. Oh yeah. So what you uh, know, yeah. like fun. You can make yeah. really cool bags I'm out of fabric samples. I'm looking at wrapping paper right now. Yeah, and we also have shipping supplies. So all the bubble oh, wrap, so shipping cool. mailers, all that kind of stuff. That if you have to, if you're mm-hmm. mailing gifts or things off to people, we we have a, probably have something that will work for you. Do you have any classes Great. on how to wrap gifts in general? Because I cannot wrap anything. <laughs> I think it's just a mail thing. <laughs> just kidding. Oh, you know, like, uh, the last time we had Christmas gifts, I guess it was like last Christmas, and I had to go to YouTube and find the videos. And like, okay, how do you do this again? Mm. <laughs> well, the, uh, we have lots of gift bags that also work okay, really that well. Works. That's what I go to, just gift bags. <laughs> or you know, even taking a really fun box and just taping the ends, but you on top like grab a piece of again construction paper and write something really fun on mm-hmm. the top and then there's your wrapper you don't necessarily have to wrap with traditional wrapping paper mm-hmm. like um you can make something very personable for personal for someone yeah which is actually a lot more fun to do that way too yeah. um this is off topic a bit but i did a secret santa a while ago uh it was online secret santa I actually uh, sent something to somebody that lived here in austin and he was like a fan i think he's from chicago and i think he's a fan of the bears so like mm-hmm. i Bought like a bunch of things, and I was like, you know what? He said they like Chicago style pizza, so I found a Chicago style pizza place here in Austin, and I made a uh, origami twenty dollar bill. I got twenty dollar bill and did like some origami, did, like a suit and tie thing with it, and it was just like really fun to like, put some creativity and personality into the gift. And yes. going to a place like this, you got plenty of options, yes, mm-hmm. which yeah. is fantastic. Like usually, it's just like okay, I just wrap this up, fold this, buy this card from Har- from Hallmark. Yeah, and usually the wrapping is the most annoying part <laughs> yeah. of it, and now yeah. it can be an extra addition to the gift. Yes, something, and it's while you're making it, you're putting your love for that person mm-hmm. into it, and how uh, wonderful for you while you're making it, and when they receive it, that yeah, they knew you took some time. My mom likes to save the wrapping paper too. We always reuse it. <laughs> yeah. So there you too. go. We're reusing it. <laughs> She's like, "Don't rip it." Oh no! I can see her pain on her face, and I'm really <laughs> excited about opening a present. She's like, "No!" There goes the paper. You like peel off the tape and yeah. everything. Like, okay, let's just get this off slowly. Yeah. Well, if you wanted to put so much tape on it, <laughs> I know a lot of organizations have drop boxes. Have you thought about 
doing drop boxes around the community. One of the next things though, that we put a committee together to do is to talk to more businesses. Again, there's so many oh, yeah. um, companies around town who just, whether they're manufacturers or, or, or offices or marketing, like all the conferences, we are working with some already, but there's a lot more. So that's our mm -hmm. next step is really to try and get cool. those, whether it's somebody that we can get a constant stream of donations or if we can just reach out when we have mm -hmm. space to get something from them. Cool. I just had uh, an idea, not sure if you've already explored this or not, but it just kind of hit me as uh, UT around there, like around the student apartments. Are we, like going there, do you have like any collections that happen around there? Like when people, whenever students are moving out of their apartments or moving into their apartments, they might be wanting to get rid of things. They uh, do like a trash to treasure sale every year. And I think it's at least once a year, maybe twice, where they, they do go through and collect everything from the dorms and um, resell it back. And they also have worked with uh, professors and teachers and staff at the school as they've cleaned out their offices to um, make sure that they get they don't just throw those things away. So we hope to, to though, oh. continue to... Right. That's a low-flying plane. <laughs> wow. Does that, wow. Does that happen a lot? <laughs> no, oh, okay. Because, no. <laughs> well, we were at um, Yellow Bike. Bike Project doing our little interview, and... They they're over a flight path, uh, so that was normal. But yeah, no, that's not normal this time that around. Loud. <laughs> I it was like your AC is like kicking on like max power for a second. I was like that's. <laughs> Dang, I wonder if it picked up in the recording. It probably did. It's At least pretty it cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're <yeah>. okay. <laughs> we're in our bunker. <laughs> <laughs> and if the world ends, we got plenty of supplies around yeah, there us. Yeah, we go. <laughs> Just need some food. <laughs> um. So yeah, no, that doesn't happen very often. <laughs> We're talking about UT and so much. Yeah, right? so there's our podcast is Everyday Superhumans. So what would your organization be if it was a superhero? Oh wow! Um, Everybody gets stumped at this question. <laughs> it's the most serious question. Of yes. Yeah. <laughs> What would our superhero name be? Yeah, like, like uh, there's like Batman, Superman. Or wow, well, it'd have to be or... something like green something. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Green. Um, let's see. Maybe green we scissors? Can, we can <laughs> help. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and the green scissor. <laughs> and a good uh, green scissor. Um, it's arch nemesis um, uh, would be uh, the rock. Because, like, uh, oh, rock yeah. Rock scissors and rock over scissors. Green. Um... <laughs> The, wow. green the, green <laughs> the green machine. The green team. The green team. So the dream team. Um, the dream team is well, the Well, at the same team. time, I say green, and then well, green oranges are one of our other colors from the idea of being creative, and orange tends to be a symbol of, or a color of creativity. I actually didn't know that. That explains all the orange around here, then. Yeah. That makes a lot of yeah. sense. I thought it was just Halloween. <laughs> 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 It's a bird. It's a plane. No, no it's, it's Super, super sidekicks. sidekicks. Hi, I'm Dakota Stormer, and I'm here to volunteer with Gamma Beta Phi. I'm a chemical engineering student at the University of Texas. So can you tell me a little bit about what you're doing out here? So today I am testing a bunch of different paints. I'm like shaking them up and putting them down on a piece of paper, smearing them around, seeing if they've dried up or if uh, they uh, are good to go. I really find uh, the purpose of Austin Creative Reuse to be something that I'm really aligned with. And I find it super important to just take materials that are possibly going to be thrown away and use them for something that they could be used for and just give them another purpose so that we're not just filling landfills. I'm Anna and I'm here 
volunteering at ACR after coming here. I would recommend anyone who is starting any crafts to come here. There's a large variety of supplies, not only for a good price, but good quality. I like volunteering here. It's super laid back and everyone's really nice and kind and really care about what they're doing here. Want to unlock your inner artist? Check out Austin Creative Reuse on Instagram at Austin Creative Reuse. Check them on Facebook.com slash Austin Creative Reuse and go check out their website, AustinCreativeReuse.org. And don't forget to check out our website, EverydaySuperhumans.com to learn more about the heroes of Austin, Texas. But don't stop there. You can also like us on Facebook.com slash EverydaySuperhumans, tweet at us how you're saving the world to at SuperhumansCast, and see what we're up to on Instagram at EverydaySuperhumans. This episode Super Psychics is provided by Austin Creative Reuse, and it was recorded by Casey Lambeth. Thank you, Dakota and Anna, for all of your amazing work you do with ACR. Do you want to save the world? We know you do. So feel free to subscribe and rate us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, not every hero has to fly. So grab your cape and let's go. People bring in their old uh, junk they don't want anymore, but still I might have like, a purpose with it. And, and the junk is not only in their trunk. <laughs> Sorry, I just I had to say that.